Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hello, everybody. This is Todd Krieger, and I'm here to talk to you um, about commitment on your relationship journey. So that's the name of my talk, Commitment on Your Relationship Journey. What does that mean? What does commitment mean? I think what we have to do when thinking about commitment and what it means is what does it take to have a healthy relationship. As many of you know, I'm a marriage therapist. I do a lot of work with couples. I also work with trauma and, and I do individual therapy. But one of the things I've been probably most long, um, mostly known for for the longest time, trying to say that right, is my work with, with couples. And so it's hard to be in a relationship. You know, I, I wrote a book many years ago called The Long Hot Marriage. And even then I was writing how you know, having a long, hot marriage, a passionate, alive one is, is very challenging. And it really does take commitment, but commitment to what? And that's, that's really what I want to talk to you about. Because when two people get married, and they're at the altar, and they, they do their vows, and they make a commitment to each other, that's all fine and dandy. But what does it really mean? You know, I, I would rather take a look at the couples that I find that have been successfully joyful and happy over a period of time, over a long period of time. And also those that haven't, and then they have. I, I've, I've worked with a lot of couples that have been married many years, people in their 50s and 60s, maybe even in their 70s, that come to see me that are very disconnected. And they've had a patterns of, of being disconnected in one way or the other, and they, they learn new habits. So there are those people I'm interested in that have just been able to thrive not that many of them i think many of us have to get into some kind of helpful process such as psychotherapy couples therapy um to to be able to um i would say outgrow the what we've learned from our parents but what does it take what does it take you know i would say that the most important thing to say is that it does take work now what does that mean commitment takes you know a commitment is a commitment to work people say i got to work on the relationship what the heck does that mean? Well, I think what we're really talking about is several things. The work of attention. What um, kind of things do I need to pay attention to that maybe I normally don't? Maybe in myself, maybe in my weak spots, my weaker areas. There's got to be a commitment to work on my weaker self. So, for example, if I'm somebody who has a hard time identifying my feelings and sharing my feelings, maybe it's a good idea to really work on that and not just continue to give from my strength, but learn how to give from my weakness. To me, that's a commitment. We need to commit to discovering what our weak spots are and then committing to follow through and working on them. So I think that's a very important thing. Commitment and attending to our weak spots definitely are very parallel. Because 
I could tell you this. Marriages don't have problems because of people's strengths. They have problems because of where people aren't strong. So we got to discover where am I not strong? If a person has a problem staying open when there is any slight taste of rejection and they close down, that's a weak spot. And there might be reasons for that. Of course, I help people with that. Maybe they've come from families where they've been rejected or abandoned a lot or unloved. And we do processes such as EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing and and, uh, other processes to help people move past their trauma, let's say. Okay, but there's got to be a commitment to finding their weak spot to work on it. And then they got to make a commitment to work on it. So I ultimately, if I tend to be one of those turtles, when there's a pain, I go into my shell, I need to do whatever I can to learn how to stay out of my shell, to open, to expand, to stay, to stay vulnerable. If I'm a person that tends to be needing reassurance all the time and uh, needs a sense of, of of control, maybe I need to learn to work on my weakness of trust and learning to let go and not check up on my partner. Now, of course, when we're dealing with couples, both people have to play uh, play it straight. You know, the, the person who, if, if the partner, you know, I, I'm just thinking of a couple I saw where he was frustrated that she was always checking up on him and yet he was always being secretive. <laughs> That's not a good thing, right? I mean, if you don't want her to check up on you, then you work on your weak spot of being secretive and maybe she can work on her spot. It's not always he, she like that, but I'm just saying Uh, she can work on her weak spot of learning to trust, but you got to make it easier for that person. So what I'm saying is one of the uh, ways we have to be committed on our relationship journey is to find those weak spots. It's crucial. The second thing that we need to do is be also pay attention to our cognitive biases. I'll say it like that. These are belief systems, themes, schemas, there's all kinds of words for it, where people oftentimes have a lens through which they see the world. And they have to be aware of that. So for example, we need to be curious about what might my lens be? Because we don't, we don't see things as they are, we see things as they filter through our mindset and brain. So I think a very important part of commitment in the relationship journey is to be curious about what are my cognitive biases? Do I always feel like I have to be perfect? Yeah, I do. I think I have to be perfect in order to be loved. Let's say that would be a cognitive bias. Okay, now you could call that a weak spot too. But I'm just saying that it's a belief system that we're looking at, a, a bias. Because let's say, just to take that example, a person that always feels like they have to be uh, perfect, they might not take enough chances in their relationship. They might avoid conflict, which causes its own problems. Um, they may not be very open. So what's my cognitive bias? Do I have a cognitive bias, maybe based on history, that you're going to leave me? Now, that might lead me to be 
very controlling. You know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm linking everything I'm saying together somehow. But what am I? What am I? Um, you know, sure that might be a behavior I need to work on, checking on you all the time. But what are my belief systems? What are my cognitive biases? My bias might be that I will be left. I will be left. I will be abandoned. So we need to look at what are some of those biases and how you can learn that is looking at your family history. You know, discuss it with a therapist, of course, but you can look at your family history, look at what parents have been through and what maybe have been some of their biases. Now, here's another bias, for example. To share feelings is weak. People might have that bias. They think that sharing feelings is weak, so they never cry or they never try. They try to hold it together. That causes problems. What are my what are my filters, my cognitive biases through which I see life? That's a very important part of commitment in the relationship journey to be aware of it. I'm giving you three things. Those are two of them, right? What the one was the first one is, uh, you know, looking at my weak spots. What do I need development in? What am I not really good at? So sure, continue to do what I'm good at, but what am I not good at and working on that? The second thing is being aware of cognitive biases. Okay, and the third, and this all has to do with attention, what we're paying attention to, is paying attention to your partner consistently, not constantly, because you got to think of other things and pay attention to other things, but consistently being curious about your partner, being interested in your partner, focusing on your partner, asking questions of your partner. How are you doing? What are you feeling? What are your dreams? Are you have some issues with me lately? What are you really been appreciative of lately? Now, those kinds of that, that mindset of I'm paying attention to you. I'm interested in you. That is a very important part of the relationship journey. I have found many couples that do that automatically in the beginning of relationships. Why? Because they want to be liked, they want to be loved, they want to have sex, whatever it is, but they're really good at being interested and curious. And they're really good, usually, at paying attention to the other person. But then as we settle in, we can get kind of lazy. We're not emotionally induced or hormonally induced anymore to be interested interested so we need to get interested and we got to pay attention to our partner on a consistent basis we have to do that with intention because those early honeymoon feelings and hormones and neurotransmitters that came around that just almost made us do it when we fell in love they're they're not so high anymore so now we do that with intent that's the commitment part of it i'm committed to paying attention to you, to be interested in you, to ask questions of you. If we could pay attention to our weak spots, number one. Number two, pay attention to our cognitive biases, the lenses through which we look at life through. Be interested in it. Wonder what they are, because we all have them, all of us. And then the third is paying attention to our partner, We've got a recipe for commitment now. A couple that does that, both people doing that consistently and intentionally. Do you know what the odds are for them to have a joyful, alive, long, hot marriage? It's pretty high. It really is pretty high. And if, you have, if, if you're afraid you have blind spots, because we all do, ask your partner and ask other people, what do you see my weak spots are? Do you see me having any cognitive biases? Am I paying enough attention to you? 
Do you need more from me? So those are the kinds of things that I totally recommend. Uh, on that note, uh, I do not always um, push something, uh, but while I'm talking about commitment on your relationship journey, my program, Meditation for Couples, is a phenomenal way to demonstrate commitment on your relationship journey. This program is, I, I, this is my passion project. I, I've been loving creating it. Um, just, uh, you'll see the link below and you can sign up for this. It is a, a membership program that is very reasonably priced. You know, people that see me one-on-two or one-on-one have to pay a lot more money than this by far. And this is a way to hear me. You get my video, you get video for me, you get a couple of meditations, you get a practice guide. And what it does in this meditation for couples program, it helps you access the parts of you that can be tremendous resources for doing the things you need to do to fulfill that commitment I was just talking about. In meditation, it's sometimes easier to see your weak spots and your cognitive biases. And it helps you practice not being so consumed with your own agenda at times so that you can pay attention to your partner. So it is a phenomenal program that uh, I've been getting great feedback on it already. And from the standpoint of me talking now, it's just basically came out. Um, so, I highly recommend you checking it out and signing up and it's good for whether one of you does it or both. It's great if both of you do it. That's ideal if you're in a relationship, but if you're single, it still will work because you probably will be in a relationship. And if you're in a relationship where your partner's not ready to do that and you are, believe me, it will be positive. It will be beneficial. And the program set up to work both ways. Okay. So I just wanted to share that with you anyway. Um, I wish you well on your relationship journey. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity Podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. For free resources and materials, head over to toddkrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.